If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 3088. How to challenge shame using the art of mindfulness by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your very own personal narrator today and every day. Me narrating means there are no interviews on this podcast, just short episodes where we can both improve our lives one day at a time. So with that, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. How to Challenge Shame Using the Art of Mindfulness by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. A lot of folks hear the word mindfulness and immediately think that it's some weird new agey thing, but it's not that. It's also not simply awareness or being conscious of something. It goes beyond that. True mindfulness deepens your experience of the present. In The Mindful Way Through Depression, Freeing Yourself from Chronic Unhappiness, the authors describe the relationship between consciousness or awareness and mindfulness. Quote, mindfulness is much more than paying attention more thoroughly. It's paying attention differently, changing how we pay attention. Being mindful means intentionally turning off the autopilot mode in which we operate so much of the time, tuning into things as they are in the present with full awareness, end quote. Try this if you're not driving. You're sitting or standing somewhere listening to this. Notice for a moment how your body feels. If you're sitting, notice the weight of your body in the chair. Notice what you can hear. Notice if there's a breeze or if the air is still. Notice if you can taste anything. Allow thoughts or emotions to come and go as you notice their presence. That's being mindful. You're living in that moment and that moment only. Anxiety pushes you into the future. Depression pulls you into what's past. Mindfulness leaves them both on the outside of your thoughts and accentuates the importance and energy of the now. But the practice of mindfulness has another vital function, and it's the act of noticing. If you simply notice a painful emotion or a thought in the present, but you don't fuel it in any way, like hating it or wanting it to go away, that very acceptance can disempower it. It's what we think about or believe about something that causes us to make a judgment about it, not the thing itself. My own journey with learning mindfulness. Let me offer myself as an example. I've been very open about having anxiety, to be specific, panic disorder. 
I'm a student of mindfulness with much left to learn. But I've been trying to notice my anxiety when it happens, to stay in the present and to allow my anxiety to be rather than forming a judgment about it or fueling it with fear. My particular panic causes my legs to shake at times. I'd walked into a very small shop that was packed with people and I could feel the shaking begin. Instead of freaking out, feeding the panic with the thought, I bet this is going to lead into a big panic attack. I'll be horribly embarrassed and I'll never come to this shop again. I simply noticed my legs. Hmm, feels like my legs are starting to shake. I didn't heap fear or shame on it. Coupled with focusing on externals, the panic faded away. The more you practice staying in the moment, it's like anything else you practice. It can become a new pattern, a new behavior. It begins to set up its own pathway in your brain, becoming a ready option for you. The catch-22 of perfectionism and how mindfulness can help. Just like I observed my legs shaking, you can learn to catch perfectionist thoughts and ignore the voices of criticism before they gain power. With perfectionism and even perfectly hidden depression, you're constantly evaluating yourself and finding yourself not living up to your standards. Even if you're successful or have accomplished things very difficult to achieve, you'll focus instead on what could be better, how you're falling short of who you believe you could be. For example, perhaps you've had it in your mind to do something, but you put it off because you can't fit it into your already overly crowded schedule. So you push it completely, or almost completely, out of your consciousness, except you know you haven't done it, and rather than admit, sorry, I can't pull that off today, or I'll get to that next week, but this week's just impossible, you further shame yourself for that avoidance. It goes way beyond drive or high expectations. It's a catch-22. Do it, but not perfectly, and there's shame. Don't do it, put it off, and there's shame. Try being mindful of shame. Shame is a feeling. So think of feelings as waves in an ocean. Each feeling, each wave, has a life of its own. It begins far out, deep in the sea itself. Then gradually, as it rolls to shore, you can see its shape, its strength, its power. But when its time is done, when it disappears into froth on the beach, it's replaced by the next wave. And all you can feel is the undertow, demonstrating that it still exists even though it has gone under the surface once again. And this process goes on and on and on. Mindfulness is being aware of each moment of that waves, that emotions, apparent life, riding it until it inevitably comes to an end. So what does being mindful of shame mean? What would that process look like or feel like? The voice of perfectly hidden depression has told you that if you feel emotional pain, it might never go away. But if you're mindful of shame, you can discover you have the capability of noting it, connecting with it, feeling it, and then moving into the next present moment. Oh, there's shame, hmm. If you don't hate or wallow in the shame, but simply notice its presence, you can learn that you can cope with it and then let it go. An emotion or thought only has power if you give it power, even if it's shame. You just listened to the post titled, 
How to Challenge Shame Using the Art of Mindfulness by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. And I'll be right back with my commentary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you to Dr. Margaret. This can be easier said than done, but with more and more mindfulness practice, just like she said, I think it does become more second nature. So with her example of panic, she mentioned noticing the feeling of shaking in her leg instead of the thoughts about it. It can be really tough to do this and actually separate the thoughts from the feeling or emotions. I don't think you can make this one change today and be cured of panic, for instance. But again, the more mindfulness is practiced, the better it gets. And then her comment about anxiety pushing you into the future and depression pulling you into what's past. That's an interesting one. It reminds me of something my Tai Chi instructor said the other day. Smiling brings you back to the present. It's actually difficult to think negative thoughts or get anxious or ruminate while smiling. I recommend giving it a try. If you find yourself doing that, ruminating or being anxious, feeling shame or maybe disappointment in yourself, anything along those lines, you probably don't want to smile in that moment, but remembering that in the overall realm of things, everything's okay and really just forcing that smile, it might just help. Give it a shot. And with that, thank you for being here. Have a great weekend and I'll catch you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.